Welcome to Mad Cow Talks Politics with your host, the Honorable Bovine. That's me. The only podcast you'll probably hear recorded as I commute from work to home and back again on an almost daily basis. I rant and rave about politics and social issues from a central standpoint from just a regular old working Joe. Hang out after these messages. We'll get into it. Whoop. Good morning. <clears throat> so, this probably isn't going to be that long enough, long of an episode. I'm just going to say that right now. I uh, had a long conversation with my father last night. And, you know, we were just, as we do, we talk politics half the time. Um, and he brought up, this, I don't know if I, I'm pretty sure I've said it before on the podcast. My dad is a uh, avid Trump supporter. He's not a supporter as in like, hey, uh, we should have stormed the beaches on January 6th, but he was a Trump supporter in what Trump was trying to do, as he says. Personally, I don't think Trump did a very good job at what he was trying to do at all, (laughs) I guess. The whole like trying to expose the swamp and get the swamp of people out of there didn't do a very good job of it. I know he says now, he's like, if I get back in there, I'm going to fire everybody. It's like, I don't know if you can do that. Pretty sure someone's going to shoot you in the head first. But, uh, I think I finally, I think I finally got through to my dad a little bit. Not on the whole fact of using this using this, using what Trump says he was trying to do and what he wants to do if he gets back in there. I think I got through to him a little bit on what my position is centrist-wise when it comes to all this mess. Now, we can argue every day, all the time, about stupid shit. And I say stupid shit like... Should CRT be taught in schools? Or, you know, obviously that's a bad idea. Um, should should um, sex and uh, orientation and identity and all that stuff be brought up to five-year-olds? No, fuck that. You know? You want to try to talk to people about that? Do that in fucking high school. You know? When kids are kids trying to figure themselves out. That's when you have those conversations. Not when they're five or six and they're like, I don't even know... Like, when I was five or six, I didn't even know... Um, I thought everybody had a penis. Uh, okay, it's just, you don't even know about the birds and the bees and that girls are different than guys aside from the fact that they dress differently. That's it. Um, we can argue about abortion. We can argue about uh, wages. We can argue about whether capitalism is good or evil. We can, have, we can argue about all this shit. All these issues, gun control, everything that, that divides left from right, right? Or I should say, the right from Democrats. Because the left is its own thing that's just a communist mess. So, we can argue this all day. But like I told my father, it's all population control. That's all it is. And you notice the smaller an issue is, or, or the bigger an issue is to the smallest amount of people, that's what will be 
the biggest point of contention. You know, uh, a good example, you have a handful of teachers out of hundreds of thousands of teachers in the country that were caught trying to indoctrinate their, the kids uh, in some type of woke ideology, you know. And not even so much that, just trying to teach very young children that, hey, um, you should hate white people or, like, you should, you should, uh, maybe you're a girl, you know, that type of thing. Those type of what they call the grooming techniques or whatever, that, that shit happened to a handful of people out of hundreds of thousands of teachers. You know, it's just as, it's just as, it's not, well, it's a little worse because the, obviously, numbers are different, but, It's just like cops killing unarmed black people. Before all this stupid shit happened, it was like two or three out of 300 and some odd million people. It's like there's never going to be an absolute zero of something. There's always going to be something fucked up. But if we could look at stats from back in the you know, 50s and 60s, I'm sure that number is going to skyrocket. So obviously there has been progress. Since that time. All of that is, is population control. Like, here's the here's you shred everything away from government everything away from culture this is the reality of how things are there are a lot of people in government conspiracy theorists call them black suits or whatever you can literally put names on them look at any of the any of the people that control some of the biggest sectors that weren't elected they were they were nominated by certain presidents sometimes decades ago they've literally been running everything ever since they're the same guys that you know, when the president speaks on a podium, half the time, if it's something to do with a certain sector, whether it be economics, whether it be health, whatever, they're the ones sitting there next to the president, waiting to speak right after him, telling all the details. These guys are the ones that, they decide whether something's good or bad. They decide whether or not there's a recession. They decide whether or not there's a pandemic. They decide all of these things. These are the guys these are the guys that effectively run the country. Similar to an oligarchy, you know, so similar to a monarchy, to the point where they have been in for decades. They have been doing their job for 20, 30 years. And they've been able to steer every president, regardless of what side they're on, Democrat or Republican, toward a certain uh, way the country's going to be run. You know? And all these people, all these people are millionaires. They have all the money in the world. And realistically, if you want to go conspiratorial, the people that have these people in their pockets are all billionaires. And the wonderful thing about billionaires is that they're the most ungiving a shit of who you are ever when you, they meet another billionaire. You know, like a black billionaire and a white billionaire 
They don't see color. They just see another billionaire. They don't give a shit. And when you get that rich, the only thing that you have left to get is influence and power. So, all of this, all these political, cultural games going back and forth, it's just, it's honestly just population control. To keep us at each other's throats. Well, the people that don't have sides, that they don't give a shit who's in office. They don't call themselves Democrat or Republican. They don't give a shit about anything except for making money and having influence. And where they think the world should go, that's where they want the, to drive the country. Those people are just sitting back laughing at everybody, just squabbling and fighting amongst themselves about issues that are ultimately fucking pointless in the grand scheme of things. And yes, I call issues like, you know, abortion pointless, uh, uh, trans rights pointless, uh, fucking whatever, whatever you want to call it, because re or whatever you want to name. Because at the end of the day, while we're fighting over that, they're doing whatever the fuck they want. And they're steering the country in a the direction they want it to go. Now, is this something... Now, is this some big conspiratorial thing to turn the country communist? No, honestly, no. I don't think so. I don't think communism isn't the end goal of any of these politicians that are in the middle that just control want to control everything. They lose all their money if they're if, if it's in communism <clears throat> because all their companies and all their money and all their wealth gets redistributed. Everything is claimed by the government. Now, if they ever want to take over the government, sure, they'd have that. But, realistically, even though this whole idea is conspiratorial, this whole idea is, like, there's, you can't sit down and name off, aside from the check, uh, checking the boxes of all the people that are actually in charge behind the scenes that have been in charge for 30, 40 years, you know, you can look them up because they've been appointed to the same jobs for decades. But aside from the whole, like, billionaires controlling them, you know, I mean, yeah, you can't prove that outright. But even if you could, in this scenario, I'm not worried about our government collapsing. I'm worried about us going, being at each other's throats. That's what I'm worried about. Our government, the way it functions, and the capitalist system that we have, works optimally for somebody, if, the, if people were actually, if that conspiracy theory is true, even if it's true, they're not ever going to drive us to a place where they're going to lose everything. And if, they, and if they are to the point where they might lose everything, well then they would just take control. Just outward control. But even at that, take the mask off, who's going to follow you? The funny thing is, is this is probably the most direct contentious video I've ever made, just considering, or video, a uh, podcast, just considering 
generally speaking, I try to take the citrus outlook to everything. But if you look at things without the blinders on of being on the left or the right, you start to see exactly how things are <laughs> things are actually ran. I guess more or less aligns what I'm saying is everyone thinks that if there is a conspiracy, it's some horrible organization to try to take down the United States government or some shit like that. I don't think that's what it is at all. I think if, if there is a conspiracy, if there is billionaires controlling the, you know, swamp as it's called, that's a government, the, the politicians that say they're one way but they're actually another, or, or the... Uh, um, appointed officials that have been there for decades if anyone is controlling them they're never going to let capitalism fall they're never going to i mean honestly look at every bailout we've had it's always benefited the billionaires more than it's benefited anybody else not to say that's necessarily bad considering half the time if you're bailing out a company that has 150,000 employees you're bailing them out to keep the employees employed so that you don't, the thing doesn't go belly up and you have 150,000 people unemployed. You know, I mean, it's still helping the people. It's just helping them through just giving them money to the business. But anyway... My point is, my point is, is every time you hear some big, shocking story about something that happens, that if you really think about it, it's probably affecting 0.2% of the population, ask yourself, why is this a big deal? It's horrible, it's an atrocity, yeah. And maybe we should say something so that it doesn't spread and get bigger. But let's not go overboard with it. Let's not, you know, start screaming at the top of our lungs about it, freaking out. Because there's probably something that's going on in the world, probably something going on in government, that's a hell of a lot more worth our time paying attention to. Most nervous I ever saw any politicians was at the start of COVID. Because literally everyone's eyes were on them. There was no, there was no drama about what left versus right. There was no, no distraction. Everybody was looking at government, and you know what they did? You know what they did? Bipartisan bailout bills, stimulus checks, bipartisan shit went across the table because there, everyone was looking at them. And everybody was expecting something great. And sure, they quickly acted, tried to get money to us. Awesome. Awesome. You know. But they also opened the floodgates for the Fed to print as much money as they wanted to keep the stock market up. Which, I guess if you think about it, with how many companies would have gone out of business, how many people would have gone unemployed, um, yeah, that would have been the fast track to a socialist government right there. Because then at that point it'd be like, well, everybody needs money, so we're just going to give tax everybody and get more money out. You know, it's like it still kind of happened, 
but it, we weren't giving away monthly checks or weekly checks to people. So, all I'm saying is look at how things could have been in a scenario and understand they're not that way. And there's no reason that they would have turned out that way, even if your conspiracy theories are right. You know? Maybe there is a bunch of billionaires that run the country secretly. Well, if those bunch of billionaires are running the country secretly, and they have been for a very long time, behind the seeds, well... There might be keeping people at each other's throats, but... They're also not going to lead our lead our government into something that's going to uh, destroy the destroy the capitalist structure that they got them all their money that keeps them all their money. It's a not in their best interest. But moving forward from that, I guess kind of digressing. Really, the reason I kind of convinced my dad was because I told explained this to him and I said the thing that Trump was talking about was getting out those people that have been appointed in, in, in their positions for decades, that have been steering this country in a certain direction that, you know, maybe some people don't like. And that's why he says when he gets in there next, he's going to fire everybody. Disappoint new people. Be done with it. The problem is, the bigger problem is, what I taught, told my dad about is like if there is billionaires controlling those people that get fired well more than likely Trump's not going to live more than a couple months into his term because realistically if if somebody has control they're not going to want to relinquish that control if they do let them live and they let them, do let them fire everybody they're going to try and buy out all these new people if that conspiracy theory is true um which would be very obvious very quickly considering if they've only been uh, had their positions for less than a year and their bank accounts go up by millions of dollars then you obviously know something's up but it turns into with Trump doing it he's going to appoint people that are quote unquote Trump loyalists whatever you want to call them well that's all well and good. He's going to appoint those people to do those jobs. But then then the billionaires will try to buy, buy them out. Now the main tell, if there is billionaires trying to buy them out and they say yes, then what happens? What happens the next go around is when a Democrat gets back in there, everyone's going to expect them to fire all the appointees, everybody that Trump hired for those positions, appointed for those positions. And when the Democrat doesn't, because, you know, they're already bought and paid for and the billionaires don't want to pay off somebody else, well, that's going to be a tell. But if there is no conspiracy theory, then if Trump fires everybody, then the next Democrat fires everybody, then the next Republican fires everybody, and it's just an endless freaking cycle. It's what I keep, what's what I keep on talking about when it comes to presidential... Um, um, was the thing, the um, prerequisites, or, uh, you know, past history, 
It's like every time something new is done differently, um, you run the risk because the, the next person on the other side can do the same shit. And maybe that'll be worse. That's why it's like you don't want to get rid of the filibuster because if you get rid of the filibuster for to get a couple bills through on your side, the other side's going to use it when they're in charge. They're, the other side's going to take advantage of the filibuster when you're in charge. They're in charge. So it's, you don't want to do shit like that. But people are short-sighted. They're dumb. And they don't think about it. You know? But I do want to talk about one other thing before I close all this out. And that's my my fear of what's going to happen as far as big tech and uh, uh, mainstream media. Uh, if the Republicans win this midterm election coming up next month, if the Republicans win in a sweep, uh, not to say they're going to take every seat everywhere, because that's impossible, but if the Republicans take the majority of both the House and the Senate, uh, for the next two years. Which I don't know. Is this a year for Senate seats? I can't remember. It, the Senate's weird because the Senate goes six years. The House goes two years. So I, I can never remember when. But if they take a um, majority again. I'm worried of what's going to happen as far as social, those two platforms, social media and legacy media, because when Hillary lost in 2016, there was already leaked conversation from Google about how, you know, we're not going to let this happen again, we're going to do whatever we can to make sure this doesn't happen again. In other words, they're manipulating searches and information to make sure that, um, to make sure a you know, Trump doesn't get back in there or, or make sure a Democrat gets in office next time. Um, more to the point, after the 2020 election, the New York Times released the article basically padding themselves and all, all these other media and social media companies and big tech companies on the back saying, well, we fortified the election. In other words, hey, we pumped enough information into people's in face holes so or ear holes so that uh, they wouldn't believe anything other than Democrats good, Republicans evil. Um, they couldn't stand not not taking credit for for something. So it's like they've already admitted that wholesale, but that's what they did. How much that's going to ramp up if things don't go their way this time makes me really worry. Because if they already admitted they did all this shit once. And by all estimations, you know, it was bad, but it's not nearly as horrifying as what they could have been doing. Like, it makes me wonder if they're going to start stepping things up to, you know, doxing people or planting evidence or, you know, just taking things up to the next level of, you know just trying to make the whole country completely fucking anti-Republican. 
which I don't think they can do, especially after the the last fucking almost two years. I mean, I was already getting pushed more to the right of center before. I was getting pushed even more the last two years with all the bullshit. Congress keeps on spending money they don't have. The Fed is desperately trying to uh, keep us out of hot water as far as the economic spectrum. They're selling back the bonds they bought during the during the pandemic uh, at a ridiculous rate and increasing interest at a ridiculous rate as well. Um, and it's like the last report, inflation went didn't go down it went back up again so it's like um it it's uh it's one of those things where it's like if you keep spending money when the person that prints the money for you is like yo stop it and you keep doing it you know you're not doing yourself any favors (laughs) you're not doing the country any favors um And that's just purely from an economic standpoint. It's like, that last speech that Biden did sealed the deal for me. My Lord. Like, let's, let's, when he was running for office, the thing I remember telling my fiance is like, you know what, at least when she, if he gets out of office, at least if he does, it seems like he's trying to bring the country together, and that's probably a good thing. You know, considering how divisive everybody is. And if he actually makes good on his word, that's going to restore a lot of faith in the Democratic Party. And what's he do? I mean, from both sides. And what's he do? He gets up there and basically calls half the country fucking white supremacist assholes. Good job, retard. Good job. You had one fucking job, and you can't even do that with your fucking retarded, decrepit ass. Like, I can't tell you how much that pissed me the fuck off. You know, not only because he called half of my family, uh... Uh, threats to democracy. Um, I don't know where the fuck this whole idea, by the way, that came from, you know, what, that we are a pure democracy. We are not. We're a democracy nested in a republic. The word democracy isn't mentioned in our constitution, nor is it mentioned in the Declaration of Independence. No part of our system is supposed to be ran uh, democratically. The only democratic part of it is, rep- is electing representatives. That's it. Those representatives make the choices, not the angry mob that screams at them. Because they're privy to all the information from both sides that they know what is the result of making certain decisions. They are responsible for all of that. And we elect them to have that responsibility. And if we elect them and then scream at them and tell them exactly what the hell to do while they're in office, sorry, that's not how the the country works. Because every single time there is a democracy, it always ends up turning into a dictatorship. Every fucking time. Looking back through history. Go. Go ahead, look. You won't find a single fucking democracy that didn't end in fucking dictatorship. people are all like, oh, well, this is a democracy. No, it's not a fucking democracy. The only part of this system that's a democracy is electing our representatives. The rest of it is just uh, republic straight through and through. 
then that's good. You know why it's good? Because you know what a republic does? It gives the minority a voice. The civil rights era would never be able to go through if this wasn't a republic. And what I'm saying, and I'm not saying republic as in republicans. What I'm saying is, is if you have, if you're, you're the system of government is a republic, which means the minority gets a voice. I mean, think about it like this. If you had, that's why there's so many congressmen and women. You have congressmen for every fucking district. So whether that district has 6 million people in it, or 500, they get the same voice. That's what a republic is about. That's the beautiful thing about it. And right now, Democrats might be like, well, you know, I mean, do, do we really need that? I was like, yes, because right now you guys are in charge and you like being in charge and you'd rather the whole country be ran, you know, by the whims of six cities and that's it. And the rest of everyone's just under the, you know, being told what to do based on cities and what cities want. It's like, that's not fair to everybody else now, is it? If it was like that all across the country, it's like fucking gun laws. Hello? If you're in a city, you probably don't need an AR-15. But if you're out in the countryside where there's wild animals, bears, shit that actually could kill you or your or your livestock, yes, you need a fucking AR-15. You need something to protect your fucking family and you protect your, your livelihood. You know, full stop, end of fucking story. But people in cities don't process that. They don't realize that. But you put those same motherfuckers out in the woods with a bear and they're going to be like, oh my God, I need a gun. Dumb motherfucker. That's what those people are. But at the same time, too, the people in the countryside that have those guns need to understand that the density of a city, sure, maybe they should all, they, some people should be packing in a city. Maybe that should be a thing. Maybe if enough people were packing in the city, you wouldn't have to worry about it. But wouldn't have to worry about crime as much but what it comes down to is that uh, I got a green light oh they finished all the road work this is beautiful um, but what it comes down to is when you have that many people compressed in an area you know tensions get high more often than they do out in the countryside that's why countryside living is widely thought of as being just the kind of the relaxed easygoing lifestyle because you don't have that many encro people encroaching on your business. You don't have that many people trying to push their way into your life nonstop and getting in your fucking bubble. It's a high-stress environment that's a city for a lot of people. You know, it's, I don't think people are generally supposed to live together that closely nested together. You know, you end up having problems with, damn, with half of everybody. So, I can, they have to understand that having guns in the city doesn't really make much sense. And then there's the middle ground where fucking government needs to understand, hey, 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 uh, you don't, wait, hold on, okay, yeah, I don't want to say, um, government needs to understand the difference between the two and tell people to shut the fuck up. And they also need to understand that the more gun laws you make, 
the more illegal gun owners you make. Because people are still going to own their guns. And even, like, right now, I could go downtown. I know two guys I can get a piece off of right now. No questions asked, and it won't be traceable. So, yeah. doesn't matter. Guns are still out there, and they're going to be out there. And people are going to keep on making them. People are still going to keep on distributing them illegally. People are going to use them illegally. And the people that abuse them illegally now to do crime never follow gun laws. So making more gun laws just makes the countryside and people that need them uh, less safe. But anyway, that got off into a random ass tangent. This wasn't even going to be that long of an episode. But hey, the point of the whole mental exercise here today, this morning, 2.24 in the morning, is, hey... You know, I'm on my way to work. Um, understand that the bigger an issue is in the in the media, uh, bigger the issue is on Congress floors, all that stuff. The more attention they're trying to draw away from, uh, you know, uh, towards something that seems, when you think about it, overall small in the large scheme of things, start to wonder what the hell they're actually doing behind the scenes. And I know this is an old way of saying it, but. Or, or something that's been said for a while, like, what are they distracting you from? But, I mean, it's fucking true. You know, it's, uh... Sorry, I thought a cop was behind me for a second there. I'm like, that's weird. I didn't see him a second ago. Anyway, um... Just understand that the people at the very top, the ones that actually control everything, are actually centrists. They're the ones that don't play sides. They don't play political games. They don't have passionate beliefs one side or the other. All they're looking looking to do is guide the country in a certain direction. But also, take heart in knowing that that direction, that they're guiding it, isn't necessarily evil. You know? not necessarily evil at all it might just be you know misguided whatever you want to call it but probably not evil because realistically speaking if they take us in a bad path they're the ones that have to live with it and for all the people out there that listen to me that are red-blooded americans that are like capitalism all the way and you know they're you know, anti-communist, trust me, I don't think the people that are trying to run the country from behind the scenes are communists. Because if they were, oh, if they were, no, I dropped the phone, sorry, I apologize for that. Um, if they were, shit would be we'd be a lot worse off than we are right now and closer to a communist state than anything else. But anyway, I'm getting off of here. I am here at my truck yard, so I'm going to start my day. You guys have a good night. Enjoy yourselves. Be good to each other. Peace.